Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond. But at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong, radiant, timeless. This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With diamond jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Senor, deep within the grumbling bowels of the Armstrong and Getty Intimation Complex, this is the Armstrong and Getty Show, live on this Monday, August the 7th, the year of our Lord, 2023, a brand new week, pregnant with possibilities. As Jack would remind us, and yes, the explanation in a moment, as Jack would remind us, this could be the week it all comes together for you, the big promotion. The lottery win, meeting that special someone. Or it could be the weekend. Frog marching out to the parking lot with a cardboard box full of your possessions. And you know what? When God closes a door, he opens a window. When Vladimir Putin opens a window, he shoves you out of it. So keep that, keep that's the difference between God and Putin. Dana! Dana! Big finish, Michael. Come on. That was a medium finish at best. 
Uh, so, uh, the word of the day, uh, I suppose it could have been the general manager, is endemic phase. Endemic phase. Do you remember during the international COVID nightmare when we were all longing for the day when it would just be a bug that made us feel bad for a while? Uh, apparently, we're in it. The rumor I hear is that Mr. Armstrong has the latest iteration of uh, Coronavirus! That's that's right, Doctor Cardi, uh, Chairman. She's bat flu. Um, I don't know for sure. It, it might be something different, and I don't want to out him. Um, but anyway, he was gonna take a bunch of medicine, and try to check in, and join us at some point. Uh, but I guess he's feeling absolutely rotten, which is uh, too bad, obviously, for a number of reasons. Although we've got lots of great stuff to talk about today. I mean, we're just gonna bingo, bango, bongo through the show. Just entormation coming out of wazoo's an unfortunate metaphor. Um, and and so there's gonna be a lot of great stuff to talk about. Um, uh, once you hit 50 years old, your doctor starts bugging you to get the uh, shingles vaccine. And uh, indeed, my doctor has been bugging me. Uh, and, and I got the first dose, and, and it was fine. It, it was a little annoying, as I remember a little, uh, you know, the injection site was sore, like somebody punched me. Um, but I was warned that sometimes the second is worse. And, uh, and indeed, uh, I got it Friday afternoon. I decided that just in case I have a reaction, better to like miss around to golf than work. And sure enough, uh, I woke up Saturday morning feeling terrible, like I had the flu, a fever and chills and aches and that sort of thing. And so on a uh, hot summer's day, there I was huddled on the couch underneath one of Judy's quilts shivering until I finally decided to take some uh, Tylenol. But that only lasted a day, and then yesterday I felt absolutely tip-top. Um, one of the reasons I bring that up is that uh, when I was talking the far- to the pharmacist about the shot and the reaction, stuff like that. And the reaction's fine. It just means your body staged an immune response, which is exactly what it's supposed to do. And if your immune response is fairly robust, like mine was, that's a good sign. Your immune system's in good shape. You're getting the immunity you're looking for. Um, anyway, so when I'm talking to the pharmacist about the shot and probable rela- reactions and stuff like that, I was telling him about my uh, my good buddy Austin, who who got the shingles uh, and uh, and and didn't sleep for two hours in a row for I think it was seven weeks. It's it's terrible terrible disease. It's a reawakening of like chicken pox in your body. That virus. Um, it happens as you're older. If you get sick, stress, what it nobody knows exactly why it can rear its ugly head, but it causes just torturous nerve pain. And and I was just aware of that aspect of it. But I was talking to the pharmacist about the the shot, et cetera, as I said, and. Uh, I told him about Austin. He said, really, where where did it attack him? And I said, uh, and I gestured on his neck and his face up here. And he goes, oh, my gosh, did he lose his eye? And I'm like, wait, what now? Because evidently that can be a thing, too. It causes such uh, it can cause terrible problems in your eyes. So anyway, all of this is a long public service announcement to my fellow 50 plusers. You know, get it done on a Friday in case you feel crappy on Saturday, but it, it really is a good idea. So anyway. Take care of your health, friends. As I said, uh, good stuff to talk about. It was interesting. Um, Hanson and I, our executive producer, Mike Hanson and I, were going through a list of guests we might talk to today about, uh, well, just about anything. And the number of the network guests being offered on the Trump indictments, the Trump arraignments, the Trump charges, still 
It's like, oh, God, no, no, please, no. Uh, there is some interesting stuff around that, though, some pretty powerful arguments on both sides uh, that we'll get to eventually. As usual, we're not trying to pitch a particular point of view on this one. It just We're just trying to get to the facts for you so you can better understand what's actually happening. Uh, what else? Oh, one of our major doctors groups in the U.S. that tends to be extremely liberal is reassessing its outrageous, indefensible butchery of ethics on the whole transgender kid treatment thing. Uh, what else? Uh, so actually, some good medical news is out. All sorts of stuff. Why don't we just get underway? Oh, the U.S. women's soccer team lost, unfortunately, uh, a national humiliation uh, for which a cost must be paid by somebody or other. Anyway, why don't we start the show officially now, according to FCC rules and regulations. Uh, the show begins at Mark. That was the sound of a man smashing 273 walnuts in a row on his forehead, which apparently is the world record. Yep. I'm sure his parents are very proud of him. Uh, I'll not be smashing walnuts into my head because I have a brain inside it and would prefer not to scramble it. Michael, did you see the video of it? I haven't seen the video yet. Because I've got to admit, what I was picturing was him using his head as a hammer and like smashing them on a table or a, a, another hard surface. It sounded to me like he was smashing them into his head with his hands. That's correct. 273 right. okay. times. Well, yeah, because you could be smashing with the right and reaching with the left. You'd really have to get a rhythm going. I've got to admit, I would like to see that video. Ah. Uh. I've I've long had a problem with the Guinness Book of World Records since I don't know the last number of years, in that it used to be mostly records of things people like to do well, or uh, or or things that people do routinely, like pogo sticking. You know, it, 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 people don't. It's something people do for fun, so who's done it the most times in a row or the longest time in a row? I guess that's amusing. But now it's like, um, well, like smashing walnuts on your forehead. Who would do that? Nobody ever does that. It's things people do just entirely to create a record. You know, watermelon rolling or, or I don't know, most times rubbing up against a car naked. It's like nobody does that. How, how is there a record for that? Anyway, uh, we have your freedom-loving quote of the day coming up. Also, mailbag, which is absolutely terrific. Oh, I forgot the general manager. You know, according to the New York Times, our general manager is going to be Kamala Harris. In an effort to prop her up that is truly hilarious, Truly pathetic. Really a sad moment. We'll share that with you. So Kamala's our vice president. Uh, set your phaser for incoherent. And, uh, and, and yeah, yeah, yeah. Freedom, love, and quote and day. Mailbag are coming up. Stay with us. Armstrong and Getty. 
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. And recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry. Back to Iguodala. Up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Hey, how you doing? Hope everybody had a good weekend or at least a decent one. Welcome to the new week. Before we get into the freedom loving quote of the day, our beloved newswoman Katie Green actually witnessed the man smashing 273 walnuts in a row on his forehead, which is apparently the world record. Katie, your impressions of the video? Um, hilarious, but my favorite part is when he stands up straight at the end and he's just gushing blood from his forehead. Just a massive gash. Wait, what? <laughs> Yeah. Wow. I thought the the Guinness Book. Maybe it's not a Guinness Book. I didn't think they would let you do records that would bloody you and, and and tear your body apart. Otherwise, they'd have you know who can hold their hand on a stove burner the longest and that sort of thing. Oh yeah. No, his forehead is ground beef when he stands up. She gory. It's up. It's up at ArmstrongandGetty.com if you care to see it. <sighs> Well, and you can't possibly make a case that, well, that toughened up his forehead for his work as a whatever. I mean, it's an utterly needless exercise. Just yeah, crazy. I can't. It's a great, I guess, party trick. 
You know, it's funny. As we were chatting during the commercial break, Katie referred to the uh, the record as the nut smashing video uh, record, which reminded me. Do you remember when uh, some monk came to the California legislature and he allowed the the legislators to kick him in the gonads <laughs> as hard as they wanted to prove his mastery of something or other, or his lack of testes? Do you remember that? I do. I do. Barbaric. <laughs> yeah. Was- God, that was. That was a weird machismo moment. That had to be like 10, 15 years ago. And I remember some of the most prominent legislators in the state just absolutely hauling off and kicking this guy in his groin. And and it was never exactly clear to me what that was supposed to prove. I mean, you can have the, the mental discipline of, of, of Gandhi. And if somebody hauls off and, and, and hits you in the, 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 you know, the berries, that's just, that, that's bad. I gotta, I gotta go back. That's one of those like uh, Brett Bear occasionally does the, uh, what does he call the, uh, where are they now or where is it now segment, updating you on a story. Where is that monk and how are his testicles? <laughs> the question everyone really wants to know. Yeah, that was 2004, and I'm looking at a still from this of a guy wow. just, yeah, that all of his body weight going right into that guy's nether region. 19 years ago. <laughs> Holy cats, I'm getting old. Anyway, here's your freedom loving quote of the day. This is one of the granddaddies. This is uh, this is maybe in my top ten. You've heard it before. You know, I really need to figure out. I, I admire this guy so much, uh, but I can never remember how to pronounce his name. Ludwig von Mises? Mise? Um, but here's what he said, and this is so great. I may get this tattoo on my chest. It's going to take a fair amount of ink. The champions of socialism call themselves progressives, but they recommend a system which is characterized by rigid observance of routine and by a resistance to every kind of improvement. They call themselves liberals, but they are intent upon abolishing liberty. They call themselves Democrats, but they yearn for dictatorship. They call themselves revolutionaries, but they want to make the government omnipotent. They promise the blessings of the Garden of Eden, but they plan to transform the world into a gigantic post office. Every man but one, a subordinate clerk in a bureau. What an alluring utopia. What a noble cause to fight. I just love that. Love that. Mailbag. You can drop us a note. Mailbag at armstrongandgetty.com. Brevity is the soul of wit, but if you happen to be brilliant or have a great deal of great information, feel free to stretch out a bit. Again, mailbag at armstrongandgetty.com. So, uh, let's see. Me writes on the top. Oh, we did a couple AI stories last week. One that AI can watch a cooking video and learn to cook that dish uh, like a robot. And uh, secondly, that the longer GP, uh, chat GPT goes, the worse it gets at math. Anyway... Me, right? So AI can cook, but is bad at math. Is she cute? Asking for a friend. Oh, okay. I'm sure you can get some sort of troubling yet alluring Japanese sex bot if you want one. On the topic of the U.S. women's uh, national soccer team, message to Megan Rapinoe. Get some trans players. Wow. What a great comment from, uh, I'll say, Vern. Ah. you're so down with with quote unquote trans rights and against the haters. You say anybody who's trying to protect women's sports is some sort of transphobe. All right, here's an idea. You want to win the women's World Cup? Get eleven trans people. Get eleven men claiming to be women. 
You will wipe it up in the t- you will dominate the tournament. We pointed out many times, and this is not to denigrate women's sports. I'm a huge fan of of girls and women playing sports. It's good for your body. It's good for your soul. It's good for your mind. And competition is great. But the top professional women's teams can't beat an average men's college team. In fact, a, a, a boys' high school team can hang with them. It's just the way it is. So, yeah, come on, America. Get 11 men claiming to be women. There you go. That's a strategy. Uh, moving along, John from beautiful Boulder Creek, Colorado, now in fiery Phoenix. I'd get back to Boulder Creek if I were you, John. But uh, he had a couple of comments on uh, the Biden's dog's aggression, which people are still writing in about as they listen to the podcast. He says, dogs pick up on their owner's aggression. I was in a very volatile relationship, and when we'd be going at it, the dogs would get totally riled up and start biting each other and anyone near. Plus, Joe flying off the handle at the staff. Maybe he's screaming at a Secret Service guy, and the well-trained dog feels his master's being threatened, i.e., I'm going to wrap this chain around your neck. LOL, he thinks you should have played that, Michael. I should have warned you. Um, but I'm going to wrap th- this chain around yeah. your head. That's the one, yep. Uh, And the other one that a number of people have pointed out, including dog trainers, is that a dog like a German Shepherd wants to be the alpha. They're born to that, and you must be the alpha. In fact, when we adopted Baxter, his previous guardian, that was the one thing she insisted on. I will not give this dog to anybody who's not prepared to be the alpha because this dog will run roughshod over you. And she's absolutely true, absolutely uh, right on that. Uh, and then on the topic of no workers being available, most of the help wanted signs we see are retail and fast food services. Thanks to COVID, there's been a huge shift to delivery. I work in uh, restaurants every day, see a lot more door dashers picking up than to-go customers. Why would any schlub with a license and a crappy car wait tables deal with crappy customers or mop floors when they can hang it at home? Hang out at home, smoke pot, and play video games. Then occasionally do Taco Bell runs for some other stoners. All right, I suppose there's some truth to that. Uh, Dave in Roseville, California writes, Good morning, guys. I heard you talking about how much time MSNBC spends on Trump. Decided to do a little test. I left MSNBC on my TV all day, and every time I walked past, I stopped and measured how long it took until they spoke the word Trump or put it on the screen. With a data set of two dozen observations, I got an average time of 22 seconds. I am not kidding. Wow. I believe that. Without Trump, they would go away. Let's see, 20 seconds. Oh, Joe writes, I was watching uh, the the folks uh, striking in L.A., the writers and actors. One had a placard that says, AI doesn't have this jawline. AI can have any jawline it wants. It can have your jawline, a better, a worse. I don't think you understand what AI is, sir. Armstrong and Getty. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with a king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet that's right up to fifteen hundred dollars again sign up using code buckeye and receive up to fifteen hundred dollars back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet BetMGM and game sense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park that's 1-800-GAMBLER
If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Cain Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed up. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Armstrong and Getty Show. If she scores, Sweden wins, the U.S. is out. Hartig, off there, did it go in? Waiting on a signal. Wow. Sweden wins. Beaten by the Swedes, the world's great superpower, bested by a bunch of Nordic half no, too bad. Yeah, it's a low moment for U.S. women's soccer, I guess, for a number of years. Uh, the worst we'd ever done at the World Cup was the semifinals and got booted out immediately in the round of 16. What is you going to do? I'm not here to analyze soccer. Uh, Megan Rapinoe asked on Fox Sports. Uh, well, it's, it's pretty clear in clip 11 what she's asked. Is there a memory that stands out to you right now in this moment? Oh, um... I mean, probably equal pay chance um, after the final. Um, and I think, you know, they were saying equal pay, but could have been saying a lot of things. I think this team has always fought for so much more, and uh, that's been the most rewarding part for me, of course. Yeah, yeah. Megan Rapino there, of course, with her purple hair. Oh, speaking of which, play 12 just for fun, Michael. But the one with the purple hair, she didn't play too well. She went, well, you can have her. Yeah, that's probably not that helpful. Uh, <laughs> I think it was in the New York Times, of course, I was reading the wrap-up of uh, the women's soccer team and how it was their worst performance and the coach is going to get fired and they've got to rebuild and here's how they ought to rebuild. But it made the point that one thing that's been so special about the last several years is how active those young women have become in politics and culture and that sort of thing. And, you know, I'm, I'm torn. Number one, I don't need it. I don't want it. It's always left. It's always way left because they're a bunch of young women or, you know, athletes in general. 
tend to be lefties. Uh, so I don't want politics at all. On the other hand, you know, some 23-year-old young woman, uh, in real life, if she were to spout her political beliefs to me, I'd just roll my eyes and go on with my day. So I suppose I ought to keep rooting for my country and not worrying about it. Um, but anyway, they're out. So either don't pay attention at all or, or pick a, a favorite fur and land to root for. Uh, speaking of, oh, that's right. We, we got an email earlier suggesting uh, that the U.S. team have uh, 11 so-called transgender women, a.k.a. men, on the team, and they would win every game. Uh, an excellent suggestion. Perhaps the, the women's soccer program will take that under advisement. Uh, but on that topic, um, the American Academy of Pediatrics have uh, has made quite a move in the positive direction because they had to. They are going to... Uh, review evidence for gender-affirming medical care and potentially amend their policies to help guide doctors and clinicians providing the treatment of transgender youth. Um, the exact scope of the review is yet to be determined, according to the Wall Street Journal, but it's expected to include an evaluation of medical interventions such as so-called puberty blockers, also known as chemical castration, and hormones, which in some cases used to delay puberty or boost physical features associated with a sex different from the patient's sex at birth. Um, I've decided to stop using the term gender. It's confusing and intentionally so. They use gender and sex interchangeably as if one is the other. And, and we're just talking about sex, male, female here. So anyway, um, and, and as you know, I'm a firm believer, and you can be anything from the most effeminate of men to the most masculine or a butch woman or a real girly girl, and, and God bless you. Be who you are. You do you. Just don't tell every effeminate man that he's actually a woman. Sick. Anyway, did you know the American Academy of Petri Pediatrics guidelines on so-called gender-affirming care were written by one person, who's a known activist and was not based on a syst systematic evidence review, which is, and there's another term for it. I'm not a doctor, so I can't remember, but it's science-based medicine that you must make recommendations based on scientific analysis of, of the, the, the track record of various treatments. You don't hope or root for it politically or what it's got to be evidence-based. And the American Academy of Pediatrics, which sounds like it ought to be just a, a collection of, of caring physicians who care for children, they are a highly political and politicized organization. And the fact that now in 2023, they're saying, yeah, maybe we ought to look at, uh, you know, the data. Maybe. I don't know. So the systematic evidence review typically looks at all relevant evidence behind any given treatment, adjusting for bias and other potential flaws. It will be conducted by an external organization, according to the American Academy, the AAP. Its goal will seek to confirm best practices for treatments of transgender youth, adolescents, and young adults. Uh, I would rephrase that as confused youth, since the vast majority claiming transgender status are merely confused adolescents being led down the road of uh, whatever by activists. Not all, but most. Um, and then they mentioned that the vote comes after a number of Republican-run states introduced bans and other restrictions on, quote, unquote, gender-affirming care. Wall Street Journal, why are you using that term? That is a intentionally politically biased term it begs the question and that's that's the real use of that phrase begs the question and the the dopey incorrect use of it it's going to make me insane one of these days 
if you call it gender affirming care, you've said that person is obviously right. Of course they're right. Any care proves that they're just affirming their gender. It can't possibly, it can't conceivably be a confused adolescent. So I won't use that term. Anyway, they mentioned finally uh, in this uh, Wall Street Journal article, um, the AAP issued a policy statement in 2018 supporting the use of gender-affirming care. The older policy was up for its mandatory five-year review later this year. They voted to affirm the policy, but officials said it could possibly be revised subject to the review. A great deal of controversy, concern, etc., Uh, The AAP is one of a number of medical associations whose guidelines for such treatments are cited in everything from court cases to insurance claims to media reports over whether medical interventions are appropriate for children. I see quoted in your your Bigfoot media, uh, the AAP all the time, all the time as like self-evidently proving that all this stuff is fine, not recognizing the fact that it's one person who wrote this for a very liberal organization in europe systematic evidence reviews have led at least five european countries the uk sweden that just beat us in soccer finland norway and france to urge more caution in the use of puberty blockers and other medical interventions noting there isn't enough evidence to support claims that the benefits outweigh the risk yeah to say that they've urged caution is a gross understatement um, they have rolled it way, way back in the Netherlands, too. They don't mention the Netherlands. Um, so we'll see how honest this review is and and whether uh, whether it leads to a serious change. But just know, if nothing else, like uh, everybody figured out the AARP not long ago, or a number of years ago, I guess, is a way left organization. And a lot of conservatives decided, I'm not joining that. We all had this idea that they were just a noble and kind, uh, you know, organization representing older folks. Well, no, they have a distinct political stance. The AAP is the same. The American Medical Association is absolutely the same. And and a lot of it is that uh, they're positioning themselves for government dollars. That's what it's all about. The trillions and trillions of dollars that are taken from your paycheck and then routed through the government flow to what? Medical stuff. A huge percentage of, of medical procedures are paid for by the taxpayers at this point. We already have socialized medicine. As uh, Craig, the uh, healthcare guru, has pointed out, it's like 70% or more in, in Cal Unicornia. Um, and then uh, where else does money flow? Old folks, right? So the medical associations, the old folks association, have every interest in supporting big government, lefty government. So they do. So don't trust them as honest arbiters of what is good and decent. Uh, Great Hunter Biden update coming up in a moment or two. Oh, one of my favorite emails of the last year, too. Uh, Such great sense. Uh, After a quick word from our friends at HelloFresh, I've mentioned it many times, Judy and I are huge fans of HelloFresh. We've been subscribers for for years now and have no intention of ever ending that relationship. Uh, Tasty recipes delivered to your door. You simply choose your recipes. You've got like 40 to choose from. Pick your delivery date and lay back. And then when they come, in as little as 15 minutes, you'll be enjoying a satisfying meal made in your own kitchen. Look for their quick and easy options, plus quick breakfasts and lunches, too, to save the most time. And honestly, they're their longer prep things aren't that long anyway and it's all a fresh like gourmet meal uh, in your kitchen uh, it, neither one of us uh, neither me or my my beloved bride or particularly like sophisticated chefs they teach you how to make those incredible sauces 
that you have at a restaurant. So you got a nice juicy pork chop or something, and you got some fantastic sauce on top of it. It just really makes the meal. Anyway, when life gets busy, don't call for takeout. Get HelloFresh. It's 25% cheaper in delivery, even less expensive than grocery shopping. Choose your recipes, blah, blah, blah. Uh, try America's number one meal kit today. Get 50% off plus free shipping with the code 50Armstrong at HelloFresh.com slash 50Armstrong. They turned it around for some reason, so jot it down so you get it right. 50Armstrong at HelloFresh.com slash 50Armstrong. That code is 50Armstrong. Bon appetit, my friends. So we'll get on to the news of the day, but continuing on the, I guess, the politically correct uh, topic. I took some time yesterday. I have to do this now and again. Uh, as, as we do the show, uh, you know, I have the, the emails from y'all that I save, and I always have more than we need for mailbag and, uh, and articles you send and, and thoughts. And, and if something's really good and we didn't get to it, I put it over here to my right. And after a while, the pile just gets crazy. Or sometimes it's stuff that's so good, even though we got to it, I want to be able to reference it again. But after a certain number of weeks, it just gets, it's ridiculous. It's hundreds of sheets of paper. And so I have to take an hour or two to go through it and, and, and save it and, and sort it and chuck, you know, a good bit of it. Um, but I came across some, some things I'd saved that are absolutely terrific. And, uh, including this from, let's see. Uh, it's it's funny. I don't remember this person's name. It's not really saved. We'll just say B uh, for uh, initial B. And and it's it's an email about the fact that P.G. Woodhouse's books now carry a trigger warning. That whole madness of you know older books now have trigger warnings, or the publishers insidiously and unforgivably uh, they edit the books. And if you have an ebook, they edit them without you even knowing it. And uh, and he, he goes into some detail about uh, Penguin Books doing this. The the warning is: please be aware this book was published in the 1920s. Whimpers one such warning quote and may contain language themes or characteristics which you may find outdated. And B suggests uh, I understand their predicament, but. They could have phrased it in a much more satisfactory manner. For instance, please be aware that this book was published in the 1920s and may contain language, themes, or characterizations which you may find outdated. Well, obviously, literally everything from the 1920s is outdated. The clothes are outdated. The cars are outdated. The music, toys, and brands of shaving soap are outdated. So, of course, the language, themes, and characterizations of the 1920 novels are going to be outdated. It was written in the distant past. What the hell else would you expect? I love that. Here's another one. For crying out loud, you've actively chosen to buy a book, which, as the cover and blurb have already made abundantly clear, describes the comic misadventures of a load of spats-clad interwar aristocrats who employ domestic staff, totter around country houses chirping what-ho and tinkety-tonk, and have friends with names like Tuppy, Stiffy, and Pongo Twistleton. Precisely how up-to-date do you expect this book to be? What sort of blithingly... I'm sorry, blithering fathead would think a novel written an entire century ago should reflect the prevailing sensibilities of the present day. Is there something wrong with your brain? Did a Waterstone shelf stacker drop the full 30-volume hardstack set of the Encyclopedia Britannica on your head? And finally, uh, do we have time for this? Oh, man, barely. 
Uh, how about this disclaimer? In any case, unless you're so pathetically oversensitive that you daren't read any further, you'll soon discover that this series of books contains the recurring characters. Roderick spoke a blisteringly, blisteringly satirical send-up of Oswald Mosley, the founder of the British Union of Fascists, which means that by the standards of the time, the author was actually pretty bloody progressive, not to mention brave. Would you have had the guts to ridicule in public the leader of a gang of violent fascists if you'd been around during the rise of Hitler and Mussolini? No, exactly. Yet here we are having to dig out the smelling salts purely to prepare you for the shock revelation that a book published after the First World War contains one or two words that are outdated. God knows what someone like you thinks you're doing buying a book anyway. Books are for intelligent people, people capable of basic thought, people able to grasp the elementary facts that times change. You sniveling nitwit, you self-righteous crybaby, you... And so on and so forth. That's how Penguin should have put it. That is genius, my friend. Genius. Back with more. In a moment. some weird stuff going on in china in their defense department we'll get to that maybe next hour we're going to talk to jeff mccausland about the situation in ukraine also lon he chen later on the show uh, looking forward to that about the politics of the day uh oh and and uh, there's this uh, american tech millionaire billionaire who's been running interference for the chinese communists you may have come across his stuff before and i mean he is just he's red he is a you know, uh, what was his name? The uh, the FBI guy flitted out of my mind who was spying for the Soviets. I mean, he's he's that sort of traitor. Anyway, that and a whole lot more big Hunter uh, Biden crime family update. Some interesting stuff has come to light in the Democrats' effort to poo-poo it. Uh, the Wall Street Journal with an interesting editorial about the Democrats continuing their campaign to discredit the Supreme Court. We got this note. From, uh, we'll just call, we'll say Schmidt. Um, now the Dems are trying to pressure conservative justices to excuse themselves from cases. Jeez, it never ends with these people. You guys talk about China having a whole of society effort to overthrow the U.S. I feel the same thing about quote-unquote progressives. Our politics are a never-ending holy war with this aggressive political religion that is really just a front of the wor- on the worship for of raw power. Either the rest of the country will wake up or find itself prisoner in what was once its land. Yeah, I would agree. Just the practice of making radical changes to, say, education. And then when somebody says, hey, what's up with these radical changes? Accusing you of trying to make radical changes. It's a it's a strategy that works over and over again. But these, uh, the Supreme Court thing specifically... Uh, the Democrats are continuing their campaign to discredit the Supreme Court, and their frequent demand these days is recuse, recuse. They want conservative justices disqualified from hearing cases that they fear won't turn out the way progressives want. This needs to be understood as an attempt to usurp the judiciary and control the court, writes the Wall Street Journal. The Democrats' latest target is Justice Samuel Alito, who had the effrontery to talk on the record about the Supreme Court and his jurisprudence in an interview with this newspaper. The article offered a rare insight into the thinking of one of the court's most influential justices and the third longest serving. Uh, Justice Alito also dared to defend the court from recent political attacks. This has upset the press and Senate Democrats who are escalating. Ten of the 11 Democrats on the Judiciary Committee last week sent a letter to Chief Justice John Roberts demanding that he force Alito to disqualify himself from specific cases based on the interview. For instance, they claim Alito should recuse himself from hearing a tax case. 
the court accepted for the next term. They claim it's conflict of interest because one of our interviewers, uh, the Wall Street Journal's, was David Rivkin, who was on the legal team representing the plaintiffs in the case, well known as a frequent contributor on the laws, also introduced uh, or interviewed other justices. The conflict car- charge is specious. I would say ridiculous. Justice Alito said nothing about the tax case, wasn't asked about it in the interview. If a personal interaction with an appellate lawyer is disqualifying for the justice, then the justices would have to be hermits. They interact all the time with lawyers who argue cases before them. They socialize, belong to clubs together, etc. The article recounting the interview with Justice Alito said generous things about his jurisprudence, but that isn't a conflict. If it were, justices would have to recuse from any case involving the actions of the president who appointed them, because they are no doubt grateful to that president. So the Democrats have suggested that Alito should recuse himself from cases because he met one of the lawyers and the lawyer said something nice about him. Democrats also say Alito should recuse himself from hearing any case that might come forward in the future concerning Congress's attempts to regulate the court. Justice Alito said in the interview, no provision in the Constitution gives them the right to regulate the court, period. The justice was stating his opinion on a general constitutional principle. The question has never been litigated in law as far as we know because there's no need to. But that's their strategy now. He can't possibly be neutral. He has to recuse himself. It's phony. It's, it's ridiculous. It's silly. Biden crime family saga continues to unfold. Stay with us. If you can't, grab the podcast. Armstrong and Getty On Demand. And Getty. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic Gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you ask two people the same seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including Courtney Cox, Rob Delaney, Liz Fair, and many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers.